How do you kind of have to play differently with this tonight specifically? How did you have to kind of play differently? Well, I was pretty cautious with with extending plays. I was I was quick to throw the ball away. Uh, we were able to get the job done. We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 12 catches, 141 yards for Jamar Chase. Bengals get their first win. Joe Burrow's calf will be the conversation still the rest of the season for this team. He seemed like he was optimistic, didn't he? Uh, yeah. In the post game, where she said, you know, how close are you feeling like yourself? And he said, you know... We we got out of there unscathed, you know, no additional setbacks. As long as no setbacks happen, I think everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like right now it's just survive and advance. If Cincinnati could do it all over again, I think they would have sat up the first couple games of the season. They lost those games anyway, so it's easy to say right now. But, you know, like ESPN, and I keep seeing everybody that works at ESPN making a big deal out of this stat that he's only averaging, what, like four yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. And the reason that he's averaging four yards per attempt is because he has a calf injury on his plant leg, so he can't just yep. plant and drive the ball 20, 25 yards down the field. So this is what we're going to expect. And also, like, let's look at the way that defenses have been playing, not only Cincinnati but Kansas City. A lot of two high shell, a lot of those two safeties, three safety looks every once in a while. So I think right now he's taking what's given to him. That said, my favorite bet of next week was the Titans at three. It's down to two and a half. I want to see what he does against that pass rush. You could still get a three for minus 130 at BetMGM. I just want to see where that number goes because I'm worried about the Bengals' futures moving forward. Not that I have any, but I would be if I did. Uh, because would that you still injury, go Bengals' money line, or would you just stay all the way away? Um, No, I think the Titans win that game. I want the full three. Because uh, it opened at three and a half. It's down to two and a half. I think that's a perfect Vrabel special where a lot of people... Uh, we'll probably like Cincinnati as two-and-a-half-point favorites after that win. And right now, I'm just worried about Burrow. I mean, yeah, you got the win last night, but is that sustainable? And I don't think that's an injury that's just going to be better by week six, week you, seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. You better be able to get something out of uh, Ryan Tannehill, though, in that game. Well, Because we, if that yeah. offense goes up against this Bengals defense that just forced the Rams to convert one of 11 third downs and sacked him six times, Ryan Tannehill is not Matt Stafford. And the Titans are going to be in big trouble. If they, that might end up being an under game, and that might end up being something where it comes down to like it's 17-13 late. And that's a really good point because this total opened at 44.5, and, and we're all the way down to 41. Yep. So, man. We've had a lot of totals move already. Yep. Yeah, this I wish week. I would have got to that under earlier because that's a really good point, man. I think that. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I'm not really sold on what Tennessee's doing offensively, although a couple weeks ago we got to remember Ryan Tannehill was 11 for 13, throwing for throwing to wide receivers <laughs> outside the numbers. And that's the thing. You just never know what you're going to get with Tennessee. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. It's, they're they're a brutal watch offensively. They're one of those teams that are like Jekyll and Sorry. Hyde. I was a little one nothing Cubs. I needed that. <laughs> Sometimes they look like you know they should win their division. Yeah. Sometimes they look like... They should be fourth in the division. Yeah, but you got Mike Vrabel with that defense, a full week to prepare. Yep. He just watched them, short week for Cincinnati, and he knows he's got Joe Burrow, who's a sitting duck in that pocket, can't move whatsoever. So that's why I like Tennessee in that game, man. And uh, and we know this is going to be a lingering issue because we just saw this with Aaron Rodgers, the yep. calf stuff. You know, even the MVP season, mm-hmm. and he wasn't the same guy. And everybody was like, Rodgers isn't connecting on the deep ball. Well, yeah, because like you guys just don't get it. Because you, you guys just don't understand biology. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, go out there and a calf injury too. It's. Brutal. I mean, you said this last night. I always get. I don't know if you guys get this or just me, like being dehydrated or old. 
once or twice a week, I get the thing where I wake up in the morning and like my calf is like shaking. You get the um, you need the, the hydrate. Yeah, the cramping. The cramp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need, you need more wa- potassium. And I'm like, and my wife's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, cramp. Yeah, Jeez. that is the most painful thing that I've ever had. Oh, life, it's so. it's two it, nothing cups. It's it's awful, and then imagine that thing actually being torn. So it's even worse. It's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like you can't like you could can shoot it up, but in the twi- the twisting motion is really where that is. And if you're on your if that's your plant leg and you're twisting around it to throw the ball, oh my God, that's gonna hurt every single mm-hmm. time you throw. As as long as you actually step into it, right? Exactly. So Joe Fortenbaugh, like before you tweet out your stat, four point eight yards per attempt. Go tear it, your calf and then throw. He's gonna have to throw off his back foot pretty much until he's healed. Yeah, and that and and, and the other thing about the Bengals. Okay, so defensively. Lou Anarumo, like we know this, yeah. he's a genius. He's going to be a head coach. Although, like you said last night, Nick, do you is like anybody really looking for that defensive-minded head I, coach? You know, but he's damn. D'Amico Ryan's is saving all defensive, you know, defensive coordinators' chances at getting a head coaching job. Not only like really good at his job, but I don't know that there's anybody better that making anybody better at making second half adjustments. We've been saying this mm-hmm. the last couple of years because we've seen it against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. He's damn good, and that defense is a lot better. Then they looked the first couple weeks of the season. They had to replace all those guys in the secondary, including Jesse Bates. Um, yeah, so I'm not like fully sold that the Bengals are back because they barely got past the Rams 1916. You know? Yeah. I think that just says a little bit more about the Rams. The Rams are who we thought they were coming into the season, even yeah, though they I, won week one against Seattle. But I think see, they just I, caught them by surprise. I look at it a little bit differently with them, where I see a team that has the potential on offense. And if the defense can, they're not going to do what they did yesterday every single week. They're, oh, yeah. they're, it's just not going to happen that way. But if they can come close to that type of performance, even if you have a little bit of a a pullback offensively while Joe Burrow's dealing with this injury, you know that you've got the wide receivers to get the ball to. They are playmakers where you can have just short, sort of you know underneath throws, get the ball in your hands, your playmakers type of philosophy, and a defense on the other side of things. If you can do that, then the Bengals may be in even better shape than where they were last year. The offensive line is obviously the problem, especially the interior. they got to protect Joe Burrow while he's also sitting there injured. But it was actually promising to me to see what that Bengals defense was able to do. If now on the other side of things they look better offensively against the Titans next week, then you've seen a balance of both, and then I'm really convinced that they're there. But I'm just not ready to write them off just yet because because of the fact that Burroughs, look, I understand that like the first, it was really, it started to show week two. Joe Burrow had, did not come back fully healthy. We know that. Like nobody, no, nobody in their right mind would say that he was 100%. And most guys, when you're dealing with a calf injury like that, you're pretty much not going to be 100% for the rest of the year. Like, how long did it take you when you tore your calf? How ten, long? Did, ten weeks. Ten weeks. So if, right now, let's yeah. say Joe, Joe Burrow's got another, I mean, even if it's another seven weeks, let's say. I was able to run, like, vertically. just But you couldn't. The thing about it is you could run vertically, but you could not you couldn't do any cutting or planting mm-hmm. or it was just like on a treadmill. So that was I could walk just fine. You can walk just fine on a torn calf. Um you don't even feel it almost. And then as soon as you start to twist or plant or try to cut, that's where the severe pain comes. Mm-hmm. And that took that took like ten to twelve weeks to get pain free. And then it was still really tight. I had to have body work done on it oh, yeah. all the time. And, like, having a, a massage therapist dig into your calf muscle to try to get that muscle mm. scar tissue to break up was really painful, too. So it's going to be a while before. I mean, what are we? Week, we're yeah. week four now. So and that's imagine, week 16. Like, imagine dealing with that with 6'4", 
275 pound dudes trying to kill you. Just like twisting at you. Yeah. Running at you. You know what I mean? Like just launching himself at you. So that's what worries me. And just like their schedule, like a big road game. If this game's in Cincinnati, then I probably like the Bengals. But they have to go on the road and play Tennessee. Then after that, okay, the Cardinals. Even though, man, they're really tough against the spread, we know. And yeah. they just beat the Cowboys. But then it's Seattle. It's San Francisco. It's Buffalo. It's the Texans. It's the Ravens. It's the Steelers. It's the Jags. It's the Colts. It's the Vikings. That's a tough schedule, man. Um, I feel like they're the team I worry about the most in that division because of the Burrow injury. And Even it's, with that defense stepping up. It, it's Again, it's, it's going to be one of those things where – it's going to be an issue for this team in a conversation the entire year. But you got the Ravens who are dealing with a ton of injuries. Yep. Yep. you got the Browns who are a question mark week by week offensively. Like, I know what we saw. And that's another thing, too. The Titans' defense. Well, hold on. I mean, Deshaun Watson looked pretty good against them. So, I don't know. We may, You yeah. don't know what you're going to get necessarily defensively with them, too. Watson had his – he completed 82% of his passes this past week. He may that's, be back. Uh, he, and what if he is? again? And if he was able to do that against the Titans' defense, is there an opening this week for – you know, that's Joe a fascinating and, game. So that's yeah. So there's a lot riding on this. What we're getting now is we're starting to get a bigger picture on these teams, and that's what I love. Week one, week two, you're sitting there going, yeah, but yeah, but right, like yeah. Pukunuku and Tutu Atwell. I don't know whether they're really uh, going to be as good as they were the first two weeks this entire year. I mean, Atwell finished with 50 yards. Pukunuku had five catches for 72. Uh, they are actually they are talented receivers. Nakua, it's a little bit different because we haven't seen him. He's not like he's looked at as a bust like Tutu Atwell was. But you know, you start to get these sample sizes for the questions that you have and as you get to week four week five give me a quarter of a season and then I'm more comfortable getting an actual like like judgment on what a team is or what they're not right yeah you need more data I mean like you know what I mean like it's still really early got a lot of teams dealing with injuries and the other thing is a lot of these games have just been wonky fluky weird we talked about this like a lot of weather games um you know, you see what some of Especially these Especially this early in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just been like a weird kind of like fluky season. We haven't had the opportunity to see a lot of these teams healthy yet. And plus, like the early starts to the year have been rough the last couple of years for a lot of these teams because nobody plays in the preseason anymore. I wonder if that's going to change. Like, like guys are going to start playing a little yeah, bit Yeah, like if there's I mean, going to yeah. actually be a little bit more just so their bodies can get used to Because I've talked to former players about this to kind of, you know, have the old school mentality versus where it is today. Yeah. And multiple players have told me that, you know, you actually do need to have, like, maybe not two-a-days, but you need to have some semblance of physical contact and taking hits early on in camp so your body just builds up. It is a level of, it's not like scar tissue, but it does actually toughen your body up. You develop a little bit of an, like an immunity to it. And it matters once you get into the regular season. So it'll be interesting to see if you can find, because it's really been right about player recovery, and, and that like which does matter. We have Sports science has come a long way. We've learned how much that does matter. But the NBA, the pendulum swung too far, and now the NBA has to literally have rules on guys sitting out and load management and all that. You're not going to get anything like that created in the NFL in the preseason, but I'm just curious to see if the mindset maybe changes at all where teams go, you know what, we keep getting banged up. But then again, the Ravens play all their guys and care about the preseason, and then everybody's hurt. Well, you look at like Kansas City, like Patrick Mahomes plays. He plays like a full half every preseason, and then everything always looks really buttoned up. And, uh, I mean, like, you could say, yeah. okay, they lost week one and it didn't look great offensively, but also they were without Travis Kelsey and right. Chris Jones on the defensive side of the ball. So that might change, man. But, yeah, the play's been really sloppy the first couple weeks of the season the last couple of years. Yeah, we're going to have to see how it all plays out. Aaron Rodgers talked about this, about these teams that are getting desperate and they're giving the ball to their key guys. You're seeing huge performances from guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, because – 
offensive coordinators and quarterbacks are like, let's just not F around and try to make this complicated. Get the ball to our best player as much as humanly possible. Kind of a smart strategy, I'd say, you know? Honestly. Best players, giving them the football, go make plays. Can't say it's a horrible idea. Uh, We've already seen some big changes in some of the totals this weekend. Live look at some of those next. It's BetMGM Tonight.